fragmented from time and reality. A party of adventurers eternally wander the remnants of a broken realm, aided by an extra-dimensional being known only as the Entity. They are tasked with delving through various worlds, taking on peculiar roles and quests, all to find the heart of France, the only artifact capable of returning them home. These are the tales from the Nexus. A special thanks goes out to Oki and Branson for being the first co-dungeon masters of this journey. Hey, what's up, guys? My name is Joel. I'm going to be playing Joel Curry and Sienna Dell, who is a wood elf ranger with two cool short swords and also one cool bow. Um, you can follow me at the villain Joel on Twitter, and of course, follow us at Where at Studios. Hello, I'm Jesse, and I'm playing Boomba Big Arms. I'm a goblin artificer, and I like to smash things with me fists once I build me armor, and it's going to take a little bit, but I'll do it eventually. Yo, it's Kratz, and I'll be playing J.J. Peppers. He's a lightfoot halfling bard. He's interested in storytelling and any kind of lore he can get his hands on. Hey, guys, I'm TJ, and I'll be playing Arthur Crackwell, a human sorcerer of mysterious storm powers. Hi, my name is Elliot. I'll be playing Isabella Blackthorn. I am a Zariel Tiefling, and I learned how to fight from my grandfather Montgomery. I fight good with a mace, and I fight better in the face. Hey, this is Oki, or OKIMN21, uh, on Twitter.com. And uh, yeah, I've been playing D&D with uh, Branson and them for like a couple years now. And I'm here to help kick off the uh, Nexus for these guys. Oh, hello there. I didn't see you come in. Me? My name is Alex Branson. I'm an internet personality, one of the hosts of E1 Podcast, and the writer of Water Wasted. <laughs> but enough about me. Oh, one more thing. I'm an Aquarius. <laughs> It's a pleasure to have you with us here today, as me and my good friend Oki oversee the Nexus One-Shot campaign for Where at Studios. Let's take a listen, shall we? We initially start out, and you're all, uh... I don't think any of you have probably met each other yet at this point in time, but... Uh... uh could you pronounce your character's name, Joel? Jolkrian. Jolkrian. Uh, Jolkrian Sianado. So, Jolkrian, you've received this job through a cutout. Like, an anonymous patron has kind of given you a hint that there's a, a job for you and uh, your company, if you could. You enter this room that's pretty dark. There's a man in a hooded cloak. He's got a long, wizened features, a long beard. And he kind of looks to you and he pushes a, uh, like a rolled up letter across the table. He says, I've selected you to deliver this missive to a man known as Franz von Hatzfeld. He's the Dean of Wittenberg Academy in Portmouth. It is of vital importance to the very fabric of our reality in the structure of the cosmos, that this note here makes it to that man's hands safely. See, he gets it. And under 
any circumstances that he remains as safe as he can. The I'm sorry, Adam. Can I, your can I, can I stop you? Will be innumerable. You I've and already your got companions s- will never know want ever again. What? 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 What did you want I've to already, say? I, I'm sorry. I I didn't mean to be rude, but that is kind of my thing. A little rude. Um, yeah. I had a thing. <laughs> the fabric of all reality. This seems a bit, you know. Might I remind you, I'm level one. Do you want the job or not? I can get other level one adventurers. I have no, the, I'll dime take a it. dozen. <laughs> just, just merely asking, you know. All right, then take the letter. All right, I'm, I will take the. Wow, I thought I was rude, but my God. Um, God. Franz von Hatfield, you got it, and I'm just going to go find my own merry band, I suppose. And um, yeah, we'll we'll do this. Uh, what do I call you? Call me Mr. X. Oh, come on now. That's a bit dramatic, isn't it? As the path crests on a hill outside of town, a whole caravan of adventurers see the village of Portmouth covered in fog in the distance. The blue-gray sea matches the blue and gray buildings constructed all over town. It doesn't seem particularly lively. You can see a few merchant wagons trudging in and out, but it has all the makings of a good adventuring town. The woods flanking the town seem eerie, ominous, twisted with thorns, and the fog extends from the sea over the woods like a blanket. The path to town is narrow and twists through the forest delicately as you inch closer and closer into the town of Portmouth. On this caravan, we go ahead and see multitude of adventurers, all with the same goal in mind, slowly rolling into their destiny. Now, as for character descriptions of you guys, um, any particular order you guys want me to go to? Let's just go down the order of the roll 20, like all right. other names are. Isabella, do you go first? Describe your character. Yeah. Uh, Isabella is a tiefling lady that is approximately five foot nine, has a pale white skin, uh, fairly muscular, weighs around 148, 150 pounds, wears dark chain mail, and uh, has her hair uh, it's black, but it's cropped. Uh, she's got a, what bangs in the front, and then it kind of it, it's cut again at the shoulders very evenly around, uh, and she has a flail on her side. It's a primary weapon and a shield. On her back. Oh yeah, and she's got horns. These little, I'd say they're probably about six inch horns that come up right. Um, what's that? The crown of your head. Sure. Just two points right there, and just come kind of arc curve a little bit straight up. What color? Yeah, that's what I was about to ask. Her skin and yeah. horns. Uh, it's all uh, like a pale white, and her eyes are red. Completely red. Doesn't stick out at all. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, if you're going to be a tiefling... And, and what's, yeah. what's her position? She walking along the cart? She What's her body language? Uh, if there's space to walk along, yeah, she's probably walking along, uh, keeping her back pretty straight, um, pretty confident in herself. Um, doesn't talk too much. Just keeps her eyes forward. All right, let's go ahead and move to Boomba. What are you doing? What you look like? All right, Boomba, is, uh, there's a goblin sitting in the cart uh, tinkering on things. Uh, it looks like uh, he's got red hair. 
looks like his hair's been blown back multiple times from uh, multiple explosions of what he's been working on. Uh, he's got like three sets of goggles, one around his neck, one on his forehead, and he's wearing a set of goggles. Uh, he's got like a bunch of weird, like basically just tools with him. He's got a set of armor that he's not wearing, but is just kind of carrying around and kind of tinkering with constantly. Uh, he's probably mumbling to himself pretty often and just kind of like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing here. And it's like kind of banging on things with a hammer. It doesn't really look like he's accomplishing much, but uh, he's just kind of quietly uh, sitting there mumbling to himself and building this, uh, like kind of just working on this armor. All right. Arthur Crackwell. Uh, Arthur Crackwell is an elderly human man. He's got a grayish hair. It's a really nice comb over. And he's sitting there with a, uh, a like a yellow orange turtleneck with a uh, a brown sweater with a orange V going down the uh, the front of it. And he's sitting there uh, cross legged. He has sort of a, a round nose, uh, some wrinkles because he's he's old, like I said. And uh, he's just sitting there looking at everyone doing their thing with his uh, his legs crossed, Does, maybe uh, judging people. He feel. A little intimidated that you know there's a goblin with a uh, with a with a power suit or a, a armor they're tinkering with, and a tiefling that has red eyes and a shield, and you're basically some guy in a sweater. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I think yes, but he, he thinks that his innate. Okay. abilities and his his wit is stronger than any armor that he would need i just not think- not to jump too far ahead here but when you say innate abilities they're not innate at all right you're a warlock <laughs> no i'm a sorcerer. oh you're a sorcerer say uh, rna i'm sorry i'm sorry i thought you went warlock my bad i just you have boomba with his mighty armor and, and tinkering and isabella with her might and her shield and then arthur crackwell with his turtle deck <laughs> Joel Crean, how about you describe your character? Joel Crean Cianadel is uh, 6'1 and a half, uh, 160, longer blonde hair, hazel eyes. Um, He's got round glasses that he wears. Um, Any tattoos? Stubble on his face. Yeah, he's got tattoos down both arms. Um, (laughs) He's got sleeves. He's He's got Squirtle tattooed on his thigh. Is he the kind of guy that would get mad if Elliot can fit into some pants that he can't fit into? Yeah, he's not <laughs> too happy when his friends uh, tend to be more lithe than he is. Uh, that's not that's not up his alley. Um, but he is uh, clad in green and light blue, um, wearing a, a tunic and a cloak, um, and has a bow. And he is sitting there, and he is brooding <laughs> as he looks around at his retinue. Mm, I hate that in my notes I just... I had to write Joel Crean. You love it. No. Uh, JJ Peppers. Uh, JJ Peppers is a light foot halfling, around middle years. He's only like two foot, 10 inches tall, like 35 pounds. Uh, curly brown hair with a bit of gray at the temples, tan skin, crow's feet at the corners of his deep blue eyes, mm. laugh lines etched around his warm, gentle smile. A cigarette holder grips a lit and smoking cigarette. He wears light brown leather doublet with uh, striped slacks and knee-high boots. Silk sleeves of light purple escape from under the doublet and flow down the arm slightly longer than his wrists. Bandolier of sorts worn on the torso holds a number of extremely, extremely small instruments that rest uh, around the waist. 
Uh, he carries himself with a simple and content disposition. He's probably sitting in the back of a cart uh, with his nose in a book writing notes. I think you described about the sexiest halfling of all time. <laughs> <laughs> you say that about most halflings you hear about, though, Branson. Right now, I have a, uh, I have a big fan. That I unfurled and I'm fanning myself with after hearing about his deep blue eyes. Yes, so that is the party being carted into town. I was going to say, yeah, you guys arrive basically in the, the market of the town, more or less. Uh, nearby, there's a there's an inn, a tavern. It seems to be labeled as the uh, uh, the Hunting Crow. Uh, near that is the the Royal Authority, which is presumably the authority in town, kind of the, the local guard garrison. And uh, there's just people milling about in the nearby area. No one's pretty sleepy day for the most part. Yeah, as you guys. Uh, are brought by the cart into town. He kind of uh, has his station and operation set up sort of by the trade area here as he begins unloading the various mercantile goods he had with him and turns to the group of you all and says, All right, this is Portmouth. All right, um, you I mind? I got to unload I here, guys, if you could get up. <laughs> Um, I'll walk up just in time, the one who got the letter from Mr. X, and um, I'll say, uh, Joel Green will say, um, uh, thank you very much. Do we owe you anything for your services? Uh, nah, it's all right. <laughs> you had already arranged this trip in advance. We're good. Thank you very much. Come on, team, let's go. I pick up my briefcase that has a little <laughs> AC uh, on it, a little gold one. I, I just walk off. Do you guys have a team name? <laughs> Not yet. It's too early for that, I think. <laughs> oh, sure? yeah. Okay. That's good. Well, you know, it took us two years in the old campaign, and we never came up with a team name. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what do you guys uh, want to do? Does anyone need anything? Supplies? Want to check in anything at Portmouth? I've never been here before. Perhaps we should find some place to stay the night. I mean, this looks like a pretty shitty little town. Are you already worn out from that journey of riding on the cart? I noticed you're really tugging on that turtleneck of yours. Mm, traveling does take it out of me, I guess. <laughs> Bella, do you have anything that you need to do? Bella thinks that she had uh, started with enough starting equipment that I should be fine, but would like to find a place to stay the night. So, so everybody's first order of business is go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, <there's laughs> rooms. Well, really I, glad I really glad I brought you all along on this journey. Well, I can't go anywhere with just this briefcase hanging around here. As I hold it up, pointing to it with the my two letters on the front of it. Yeah, we see that you have a briefcase. <laughs> Are you suggesting that you can't actually bring that briefcase with you on any sort of adventuring? Well, I thought we were parking it here, doing a bit of adventuring, and I would be able to unpack my things and get comfortable. He's going to ask for a suite, isn't he? 
It's like he's planning on moving here for some reason. <laughs> JJ Peppers, what do you think? And we seem to be outnumbered already, but I figure I'd see if you want it, where you want to throw your hat. Takes a deep puff of his cigarette. Well, uh... Who's oh, got a smoker's I, voice? <laughs> I think we should, uh, tougher apart. I think we should, you know, inquire about, uh, this France fellow. And, you know, we're here for a job, right? But I'm just excited to be out and about. May I suggest that we, the first thing we do is split the party, and we'll ask around town while the rest of them find an inn. Sounds exciting. Uh, so me and J.J. Peppers are going to go ask, like, find some townspeople and ask about this um, Franz von Hatfield fella, and I don't know, the rest of you all. I'd be following you guys. There's no way I'd be going to okay, sleep right Boomba's now. Boomba's coming with us. So who's going to the tavern? We'll run that group first. Bella and... <laughs> Uh, Arthur, I think, right? I don't have any. I don't think you have the in- invitation or things. So I don't even know what we're doing. So I, I think I'd have to. You would have known it. it, though. We would have read it to you on the thing down the way. <laughs> yeah, we just took a trip together. I'm sure we just sat in silence the entire <laughs> just time. Just sat so in no complete silence, silence all fiddling around. Describing ourselves to each other. <laughs> we waited to <laughs> what we the mics. <laughs> Allow me to describe myself to the rest of you, please, while you can clearly and plainly see. It the- should be noted, yes, you guys have been given a job to deliver a note to Franz von Hatzfeld. The note itself is written in a strange code, almost like a, it's like a strange, like, alphabet, runic language that you don't quite understand. Uh, hey, Jolkrian, I'm not uh, saying we should. I was just curious. Did you ever take a look at the letter, what it said, what we're supposed to be delivering? Uh, I, I did, um, and it looks like this. I'll pull it out and show it to you. It's a language I've never seen before. In fact, I would venture to guess, though I don't know entirely, that this is not a language but a code. I'm not even sure I should be looking at this note. I don't know if that was part of the deal. The note is under everyone's um, stuff as mysterious note. It just, you know, you never know what detail of the story is going to be the important one. So, good. I'm glad we looked. You're a, you're a, a fan of stories, are you? Oh, I love the theater, the stories. Oh, my. Tell me tell me about your love of the... Th- you called it the, the theater. Well, I, I, it's not so much the pageantry or the costumes or the singing, but honestly, the words on the page, the story they tell is just music to me. Music and magic, the stories on the page. <laughs> Can I interrupt? <laughs> the, war, the clumsiest metaphor I've ever fucking heard. That you like... Plays so much you compare it to music, a completely <laughs> different art form. Just bad writing. He's, he's from an all halfling village, and he's the fourth chair of his choir, so he doesn't do much. This beer is so good; it flows like wine. <laughs> uh, 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 tell, tell, tell me, um, JJ. Uh, what do you what do you like about the theater? Do you like the moment where where someone maybe just walks out clearly smoking a fake cigarette and <laughs> and and really enunciating the words with too much makeup on? Is that what you really like about it? No, to be honest, it's it's the person you don't see. It's the person who wrote it all. You like down. the stage hands. Oh, okay. Yes, the author. <laughs> the author, of course. You're there for the crew. I'm there for the crew, the black shirts that no one sees. <laughs> I like the costumes. <laughs> I can see that. That turtleneck is quite a mustard yellow. Is that so? Oh, God. <laughs> it seems your defining characteristics are a turtleneck and a briefcase. 
Can I say this is not going well? <laughs> yeah. Uh, to be, let's let's time it. I predicted three to four hours for this can. This one. Let's yeah, see yeah. how long it goes. The second yeah, somebody love, started talking. I sent Oki a message on Discord that was like, this is a two-parter. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially because you wrote it, because you were incapable of writing a one-shot. So. Dude, no, Oki, this this is cleaned. This is streamlined. We're going to be standing in the middle of town for the next three hours. Just yeah. doing this. I do, like, get to town. Let's take a rest. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. All right, uh, let, let, let's let's split up. No, I don't know. No, we'll come with. Uh, yeah. You have the letter, and... Perhaps while we're breaking the law, we should copy it down in case we need it later. I'm sorry, what law do you come from where reading letters illegal? And that's my business, and my business is my own. TJ just assumes all vague American laws apply to all fantasy lands. <laughs> if I take a look around the uh, town, is there any building that's more grander than any other ones might be considered look like a uh, school or an academy? Uh, okay, you want that, me to handle that one? Yeah, yeah, you can handle that. I think. All right. Yeah, I think we're on the same page. If you're looking at roll twenty um, on the map of Portsmouth, then the large building, kind of closer to the ocean, right there, would be militaristic in nature, looking um, the Port Authority. Um, that would presumably be the center of uh, most of the functions in the town. The market is pretty lively um, where it looks like regular business is being made, but it's definitely not like people are crawling over each other or that there's crowds or nothing like that. It just seems healthy. And then the building, the tallest building by far would be uh, centered and look magical in nature. We can put it that way. Um, there's a big the, telescope popping out of Badass. What's the uh, word? When you say, yeah. When you say people, uh, what kind of people? Uh, humans. Nearly exclusively okay. humans. You may see a halfling here, um, here or there, but this is predominantly a human settlement. Maybe that large tower is a good place to start, unless you want to go towards the town officials. No, no, that's totally fine. Um, I think, um, I guess you all aren't tired anymore. You feel okay now? Did the hopping off the wagon kind of put a little pep in your step? Uh, I did happen to remember that I left home with no money, and I got no advance payment from you, <laughs> Mr. Locrian. Well, uh, Mr. X will pay us in full when we do the job. Our job is literally deliver a letter. The fact he's paying us... Mr. X said the uh, reward for this job is none of you will know want ever again. You'll be set for life. That sounds pretty good to me. Then we should probably get to delivering that letter. Israel, yes. do you have expensive tastes? Well, I did come from a very wealthy family. <laughs> so some might say that I do have expensive tastes. But, yes, I would like to have very nice things. <laughs> so, so, so some people would say that, and you would agree with those some people who think that about you. Mama always said that I wasn't much oh, for the no. learning. Her catchphrase is Mama always said. Mm -hmm. No. But I was really good with this flail. So, uh, what are you guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> I say we deliver this letter. We'll, we'll follow the elf to the tower. Yeah, I'll, I'll start walking. When she, when she says, Mom always says, uh, Joel Crean heads off to the, the Port Authority. 
the port authority you're going to? Yeah. Cool. Alright. Yeah. We'll probably know where this dude's at. Yeah. Okay. You're going to uh Port Authority. So they'll yeah. probably point us to the magic tower, but you know, <laughs> fuck it. Again, you uh pass a uh, uh what appears to be an inn. Uh, on top of the inn, you do notice that there's somebody standing on top of the roof. Just kind of sitting on the roof looking out. And uh, Is he fiddling? There no, he is. He's just yeah, he's just kinda Keeping an eye on things, it seems. He doesn't seem to be doing anything. Huh. Yes, um, that's certainly normal for that guy. Look at that blithering blumpkin up there. And, uh, when yeah. You s- oh, go, continue. Yes. When you say blithering blumpkin, what does blithering mean? Thank you for taking care of that, Joel. <laughs> I just closed my eyes and shook my head. I, I bit my tongue real hard. <laughs> I heard you say, wait. <laughs> it is, uh,. Just a word we use where I come from. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm, I'm pre- so defensive. <laughs> if, 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 if I could say, sir, I do believe blithering is when you touch something very hot and then you get a blithering on your fingers. Oh, God. That, that, that's what my impression was, but yeah. Uh, point being, someone's watching us from the roofs. So it's not super uncommon. Maybe they're just defensive here. Let's just be on our guard and let's go to the Port Authority. You don't recognize them from the caravan, do you? Uh, I do not. No, you do not. That's just some strange man sitting on a roof. It's like you're dawn. S- so you're stepping into the port authority now? Yes, please. Please, please move please. this plot along. <laughs> <laughs> does, does the does the character watch us? Like, or is he facing a certain way? I just want to know when we're walking by. He's walking outward. He's definitely scanning you, but it appears he's kind of scanning everybody. Uh, it's like a triangle-style roof, and he's got his legs splayed out on both sides of it, right in the center, just kind of looking around. Okay. Yeah, we'll walk into the Port Authority. You step into the Port Authority, and you see a uh, kind of a brusque, bald man, like scarred features, like got a scar over one of his eyes. Uh, He's just got his big sword. He looks like a, a man in charge around here. And he's just got his feet on his desk, kind of just playing with his sword, like picking his teeth with his sword, and he watches Ooh. you guys as you uh, walk inside. Can I, uh, can I help you, laddies? Um, yeah, Come on, speak how up. are you? Don't be shy. Sorry, sorry, just, I was, I was seeing if anyone else was going to speak up. I'm not really used to being in cities. I'm new here. Uh, my name is Joel Korean, and uh, we, this is uh, my traveling group for now. Adventurers, are you? Hmm. Uh, one could call us that, although delivering a letter seems like hardly an adventure to me. Um, we are looking for a Franz von Hatfield. Might that name ring a bell? <laughs> Franz von Hatfield. And what might I ask are you looking for that character for? Just have a note to deliver to him. Oh, a note to deliver to Franz von Hatzfeld. Yep. Ain't that just grand? And you expect us to help you with that? Yep. How about, uh, how about you come out back with me here? Just follow me for a real quick. Okay. I guess so. It seems a little weird just asking for a pencil. Yeah. May I leave my briefcase right here? Uh, may I suggest that you do not leave your briefcase right there, sir? I recommend you hold on to your briefcase, son. <laughs> 
yes, of course, I will. And he clutches it to his chest and starts walking forward. <laughs> Daintily, I'm sure, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. He leads you out to this room out back, and you basically come to what appears to be like a break room. And there is one guard that just seems to be like almost vegetative. Like his eyes are just rolled back in his head. And a one another guard is like feeding him applesauce with a spoon. Whoa. <laughs> and he he points to this guy, the uh, the captain, says, This is the last tax collector that tried to collect from Mr. Franz von Hatzfeld. This is what he did to him. So no. I don't think we'll be helping Mr. Franz von Hatzfeld get his letter then. Why don't you be on your way, son? JJ. How about you just leave town? JJ's gonna walk up to the vegetable and tap him on the knee. Excuse me, sir. Do you know where Franz von Hatzfeld was when you tried to collect? <laughs> sir. Oh, okay. You just start spitting up his applesauce all over his chest. It's really gross. Well, that's not good. Well, I guess we'll be on our way then. Um, right, we'll be on our way. Thanks for your help. Um, but I do Ludwig feel Cardius, and I expect you to remember the name, and I don't want to see you again. Sure, Ludwig. Um, absolutely. Uh, well, um, be seeing ya. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he just watches you as you start exiting. Goodbye, Ludwig. I. We we're debt collectors. Is that what we are? No, no. I think we're as a cu- courier service. All right. I've heard of services like this before. I mean, taxes are pretty regular everywhere in every city and town. I think that has ever existed. Well, <laughs> we better make sure that he knows we're not tax collectors because that guy was in quite a state. <laughs> Lady Bella, have you ever seen anything quite like that? I do not believe that I have seen anything like that before. Did your mother tell you anything about this that maybe she always said? Some homespun wisdom? About applesauce <laughs> or vegetative states? No, I do All not right, believe well, so. <laughs> apples and vegetable state, there's something there. And he starts writing in his book. (laughs) I've seen some experiments that have yielded some catatonic clumps afterwards. My God. (laughs) Oh, man. That alliteration is going to be brutal, isn't it? Uh, I want to start smoking cigarettes again. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You guys are outside of the Port Authority. You've been running off uh, all grouped together. Uh, the tavern uh, is still within eyeshot, and um, the tower is to your south. Is the guy on top of the tavern still? Yes, he is. Maybe some townsfolk would be more helpful than old Ludwig in the Port Authority. We can go ask about Franz in the town, in the in the in the uh, inn, maybe. Oh, we can go right to the tower. That looks sure does look exciting. I do like that telescope up there. Let's go to the tower. We do know that he is a, uh, a the dean of the College of, of Wittenberg. So, I mean, he must be some sort of magic user. And it seems like magic's going on there. It looked magical in nature. 
All right, you guys head that way? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. As you guys approach and you're outside of Wittenberg Academy, uh, you're able to really take in the kind of campus area around it. It's an open air uh, with sitting and studying areas with green grass and large magically touched trees. The central park itself is decorated with a random assortment of arcana, mystic lanterns in different uh, colors, magical constructs idling without commands, just a series of floating orbs whose purpose you have no fucking clue. You see a magical broom that is stuck sweeping a single spot against a large building. Flanking this uh, park are white buildings decorated with ionic columns. At the center of the park is a large wizard tower that stretches in sleek marble towards the sky, ending in a large observatory at its summit. The entire structure emanates a pale gold light. It's pretty it seems pretty, pretty grand. I hope he welcomes callers, you know. Some people get upset if you come calling at the wrong hours. Well, I mean, to be honest, I mean, we're not cops, so that's good. It's pretty desolate. Like, there's no real... There's not many students or, like, My only question is how many people are playing Ultimate Frisbee in the quad. <laughs> um, you see two students. They appear to be students. They look younger. And they're each wearing, like... They seem to be wearing like a crown almost, like small, like platinum crowns. And like, they seem like to jug, be just like Jughead from the Archie comics? Sort of, yeah. And they're just tossing a ball back and forth to each other. Wow. Hmm. Well, I uh I guess we venture inside or knock on the door and or we drop the letter off. I Lead the way, Arthur Crockwell. I'm not really in the mood to become a, vegeta- a vegetable in it right now, so. He, he stands up, you know, as straight as he can. He fixes the V of his large sweater, tussles his turtleneck, and then bends down, picks up his uh, briefcase, and walks forward. Sweet. Where are you going? Right to the front door of the Wittenberg Academy, or, right. of the tower. If I have to knock, uh, if it's closed, I think I'll I'll knock first. Cool. Yeah, there's no answer. Hmm. No answer. Um. I'll twist the doorknob and see if it just goes it inside. It opens. It opens. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's just it's like a long spiral staircase that just keeps going up. Do you want to ascend? Well. Uh, this is new territory for me. Uh, shall we go upstairs, then? We were given a task. Boomba, do you think we should carry on? I think why not. Nice. You know, we're not here to collect taxes. We're just here to deliver mm-hmm. a letter. He's expecting it, I'm sure. Um, hello? 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 I'll sort of say up the tower, hoping the echoes reach the, the top. Um, yeah, so as you continue calling up... Um, it takes like a long time actually to climb all the way up this tower. Like if you've ever ascended a really long tower like this, probably takes you like a good 45 minutes to get towards the top. Oh, it's a tower tower. Yeah, yeah, it's Real a tall. big tower. And uh, yeah. as you continue calling, like you're calling up for anybody, eventually you start hearing muffled noises like, oh, oh. 
What? <laughs> <laughs> what Branson did, what Oki did, were very different. Uh, uh, uh. It's the same. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, you continue ascending, I assume. Yeah. Uh, yeah, these noises coming from behind doors? Uh, okay. We might want to knock. It sounds like they're having sex. What, that you makes that way means we should not knock then. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, would you want to stop them? <laughs> Guess we'll just wait outside the door then until they finish. Why Why do we have to go? We'll keep going There's many up, doors. Think, no, yeah. we do not need to stop these people just because you, Boomba, think they're having it's sex. Only, it's only one door. There's only the door at the top. What oh, are you talking about? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I thought there were multiple doors. My bad. Only okay. single door at the very top there. Yeah, and as you guys kind of crest onto this level, you're able to see where these uh, muffled screams have been coming from. And it's just one guy, correct? Okay. Yeah, just one guy. And you see just one man in what can only be described as ill-fitting armor uh, who is currently... Um, how is he, uh, 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 okay? He's, how is uh, he has a black bag over his face and he is tied up in rope. And he is just in his chair, just struggling. All right, yeah, you're able to see a very grand ivory door, just like a double, uh, what do they call those fancy doors that, uh, they got two handles? French door? It's like two doors put together, yeah. except, uh, their handles are, yeah, in the French middle. door. Yeah. Dumbledore? Like a triangle, very angular, very cool, very wizard-like architecture. And this man is just barely kind of moving around, not sure what's happening, uh, binded to this chair. Oh, the plot thickens. What should we do? Mm, he looks bound for applesauce with our friend Ludwig, if I may be so crass. Maybe we just go around him and knock on the door. We don't want to offend him if we're in his home. Not our business. Wait. It, it could be him. It could be that who we're looking for. Yes, uh, I, I think that we should probably take his mask off. It looks quite Help! uncomfortable for him. Help! Uh, go ahead, Bella. You do, you do that. Hear you. I'm going to pull back, just like have an arrow knocked uh, just in case and kind of put myself in the corner of the room. But I'll wait for Bella to, um, yeah, unmask him. I, I look and I will send a message to the dude via message the spell and ask, uh, yes, so what is your name, sir? Jeremiah, get this thing off my head, man. This man is named Jeremiah. I, we have no business with him. So, uh, let's just open those doors, eh? Isabella will go ahead and just rip the mask off his head in no delicate manner. And he's got a ball. Yeah, has he got a ball gag in his mouth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, someone's <laughs> not not a sexy one. No, it's a sexy one. <laughs> it's a business. It's fine. It can be the sexy one. We're all adults. It's a red ball with a nice little chain around it. Why don't we save him for later? What does that mean? Well, yeah. Uh, well, after we deal with this, so perhaps we can I am so sorry that someone has done this to you, sir. Well, apologies. I believe this old Can't man I'm traveling with wants to have sex with you. Right you fucking oh I, I will take the ball out of his mouth as he's screaming. Why? What the fuck took you guys so long? 
That was really rude. We just got it here. We like have no. We have no idea were, who you are. You were talking we just about. Got here. I, they tricked me. They beat my ass. God damn it! And you can't go in there. You can't go in that door. What? Why not? It's a it's a whole thing. A, a ten thousand. Uh, Fran says ten thousand hells await you. Uh, the cosmos will rend you asunder. And I just listened to him. You spoke of Franz, but that's exactly who we currently seek. Yeah, I guard his office. Uh, some people busted in there, I guess, or something along the... I don't know, they took me from the side. I, You know, it's 12-hour shifts, you can't really... I don't know what he expected. Uh, I haven't seen... Uh, you know, it's going to be real trouble, I guess. I don't know, but I'm not going in there. It said 10,000 hells. It's a lot of hells. Wait, people came in there and uh, are assaulting him while you are bound and gagged here. No, they bound and gagged me, and then they went in there. I, if, I don't think Franz was in there. It's been a minute. When's the last time you saw Franz? Uh, okay, when was the last time you saw Franz? <laughs> Probably it's been months, I would say. I, it's oh been a long God. time, but he, he's a wizard, so you never really know if he's around. I haven't seen, laid my peepers on him in months. But, you know, he, they can be invisible, you know. Maybe this gentleman here could open the door for us. Well, uh... Yes, perhaps we put a stop to this. Uh, I mean, I'm, I assume the door is unlocked, because, uh... You know, this is, uh... I got jumped, and they, I, you know, I heard them rooting around in there. So you might want to be careful if you go in there. I'm not sure. That was, I fell asleep at one point. It's been a couple hours, but I don't know. I didn't see him leave. I'm looking at Bella and Boomba, the two, like, who seem the most, like, adventurous of the group, I would say, just based on their appearance from Boomba's, like, blown back hair from multiple explosions <laughs> and Bella being a fucking tiefling. And I'm just seeing how they're look. They're looking. I'm, I'm giving them the side eye. I'm ignoring the the writer and the dandy. <laughs> um, you know what? Like I don't know. I've heard ten thousand hells. I've had that wished upon me a million times. I mean, let's just go in. I, I don't really see any. It's your I mean, funeral body. Sounds like. Oh yeah, there's just people in there, and they didn't die. At that bell, we'll just sleep. We'll just move towards the door immediately and just try to rip it open. Yeah, it's unlocked. Yeah, it's it's uh, just. Watch out! It's a, it's a it's a drow. Uh, beat my ass! It might be still in there. Then another woman. There was two women that came in here and knocked me out. So be on the lookout. All right. Yeah, all right. I mean, I'm gonna get back to guarding the door. And he just kind of stands, throws, takes the, gets himself out of the bindings, pushes the chair away, and he assumes a guard position, holding like a halberd. <laughs> yeah. And Could like, you have done that any time if you wanted to? No, they. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was. Uh, they. You know. They. You, you freed me. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you're just gonna go back to work after all this, like immediately. Yeah, I guard the door. He's got to go back to his post. JJ will walk up to him with an open uh, book. Okay, how many people attacked you? It, it was uh, two. It was this. Okay, describe the actions. I need details, okay? Vivid details. Okay, well. Uh, so somebody opened the door, right? Was his name Isabella? Jeremy? Did. Sorry. Um, 
quick, Jer- quick description. Jeremiah. He'll just lift off. He said that um, a bird landed on his shoulder and he was looking at it and he was blindsided uh, from the <laughs> other side and he saw that the bird turned into a drow woman as he lost consciousness. Super cool. Yeah, I think Isabella opened the door. Move the screen here. You guys should. Can you all see this? Yes, sir. Um, so his name was uh, Jeremy or Jeremiah, was it? Jeremiah. Jeremiah. First thing you notice when you open the door is the smell. It smells like brimstone, sulfur, and a collection of a variety of bodily fluids. Uh, this office, what appears to be an office slash observatory, uh, looks like it's been a. Uh, someone was searching for something in here. Things are just torn around. Things are thrown around on the floor. The whole place is smashed up. Uh, but it doesn't look like it was in the best condition even before whoever ran through this place. Um, there's a large pentagram in the middle of the room with a book in the middle. In the corner here, there's a bunch of just notes strewn about all on the floor. Uh, there's a broken desk. Uh... On the side here, there's two tubes like that are soundproof, but there's things that are moving around inside them. And then at the very end here, there's a large portrait uh, on the opposite side. Uh, there's two figures, a man and a woman, both of which have their faces removed from the painting. And uh, there's a young girl next to them, like in between them. And then there is a large statue of a... Uh, man in like scholarly clothing and he's holding his hand out I'm gonna oh my the god the smell yeah I mean what's this guy out there even guarding what happened here what Arthur will walk over to the the discarded notes over he, uh, over here and he'd like here. to sort of start riffle through them you can move your um, tokens Boom. Yeah, cool. Most of these notes seem to be a variety of like insane scribblings. Uh, one of which reads, Eternal life in one's own story. Free travel through the flat circle. Break through. Break free of the closed loop. Most of these notes appear to be written in uh, someone's own bodily fluids. And oh. a lot of them are illegible. Uh, they all seem to detail his wish for immortality. Uh, and they seem to be searching through such means via time manipulation and divination magic. Uh, a means to unstuck himself. You also find, I'm going to put it, show to players here. You find a strange coded, like, symbols. Ah, seem crap. to be strewn about. We got a puzzle here. Uh, for listeners, it's a uh, what we just got was a sort of yellowish canvas with a series of symbols that look kind of like a mixture of Latin and other runic symbols um, that are comparable to like um, English uh, calligraphy, but also very different. It looks like there's some like Nordic runes um, as well as some other Greek letters. I would say I said Latin, I meant Greek. Um, Actually, mo- a lot of Greek, actually. Actually, might be mostly Greek letters now that I'm looking at it. <laughs> um, um, yeah, what do you guys want to do? meta there. No, it's fine. 
Uh, that's the point of it. Uh, yeah. Anyone else want to do it? Or what is your reaction to all this, I would say? I'll sort of call out, these letters are written with bodily fluids, everyone. And uh, What kind of bodily fluid? Well, uh... What Talking sort of, poo-poo or pee-pee? What's, what sort of bodily fluids are they, blood? Uh, it's like a mixture of all three. The three main ones. It is a bit of blood, pee-pee, uh, poo-poo, and a bit of cum. <laughs> yeah, what, is, uh, what does everyone else want to do? J.J. Peppers is kind of walking around the room taking notes. He goes to the painting. It's uh, two adults. Those are the ones with their faces ripped out, but the child's face is not. Yeah, the child's face is not. Underneath the painting, there's an inscription, something that was engraved. I'll read it aloud straight, in the room. Straight up shoots through the eye of the needle. I should point out next to you is a uh, the telescope as well as a... Uh, uh, like a, a globe, like a just a planetary globe. Are there any markings or pinpricks in the globe? Not that you can tell, no. Take a quick peek into the telescope, if I may. Yeah, you're looking through the telescope here. Don't uh, look at the sun. <laughs> basically, the telescope is fitted with what appears to be a seat. And there are levers. And are you playing with the levers a little bit? Yeah, I'm going to stack some books on top of each other so I can reach the levers, and then I'll start Yeah, yeah, totally. You feel that you can have, like, almost 360 degrees of movement, like, around the room itself, uh, horizontally. And then vertically, you can move, like, 180 degrees. So, basically, like, you can move the entire span of half a globe, you could say. You just can't look down. He said straight up, so I'll try to make the levers move so it goes as high as I can look high up into this into the top. Oh, yeah. And uh, if you would like give you can give me like a intelligence check, either history, arcana or religion, if you'd like any insight in like how something like this would work, like any astrology knowledge. Uh, you can choose either history, arcana or religion, if you'd did like you, to. Did you guys see that roll come up on roll 20? Yeah, 17. Uh, yeah, so yeah, you did it via religion. You know that, uh, like, th- this is apparently some sort of Atlantean system of astrology that he seems to be kind of notating, these various planetary bodies. However, as a religious type, you know that this is all heretical nonsense, and that any sane religious scholar would know that the our material world is the true center of the universe. Um, as you look straight up, you see this almost strange of uh, purplish void that you clearly didn't see when you were walking around outside. You see a castle that appears to be floating in suspended space, just completely surrounded. Yeah, by a purple void. And as you do this, everyone else in the room notices the painting itself magically like floats off the canvas, revealing what was hidden behind it. Holy shit. <laughs> this is what you said. Is that his catchphrase? <laughs> no. Holy shit. <laughs> Can you guys see this? 
fucking sick. Might want to make that bigger. There we go. Can you can you describe it for us, just for the it's, listeners? Yeah, like it is a just a like almost brutalist type like castle uh, suspended on a rock in this purple void that's it's surrounded by. You can only it, you're you're seeing it from a quite a distance. Like it's it's still quite small within the telescope itself. And then um, what res- before? Well, I was gonna say. Um, you know, if we want to check out what Joel I, and I'm Jesse just staring and, at the two uh, notes, comparing them, doing. and I'm getting very close to solving them as a player, not as a <laughs> as a character. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Feel free. Uh, were you looking at something, Isabella? I, I noticed you got in Boomba. You guys moved your tokens near the. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at the tubes for sure. Uh, you see two tubes. Uh, there are. Uh, they're both like these soundproof glass chambers. Uh, tube one contains a very, very elderly baby. Uh, just like a v- insanely old Benjamin Button type baby. The, uh, a clipboard attached to the tube itself uh, reads, might be onto something here. And that's it. Uh, t- <laughs> tube two contains a elephant man with very taut pink skin. He looks like he's screaming in just utter agony, but you can't hear anything through the soundproof glass tube. Uh, the, uh, the clipboard reads, don't know what the hell I was thinking with this one. Sort of lost the plot. I think he was a student? Hmm. <laughs> well, you know what they say, science has no bounds, I guess. The elderly baby's kind of sneering at you. Hmm. As you walk by. All around you, by your feet as well, there's like a bunch of just strewn books all over the ground. Uh, there doesn't appear to be any shelf where they once belonged to, though. They just seem to be on the ground. Can Arthur check out the book in the middle of the pentagram? Yes, you may. Uh, and we'll get to you behind the painting, too, in just a second. Oh, all, Isabella's, all Isabella's doing is just staring at the flowers, thinking about her home. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> The, uh, the tome in the center, it's uh, open. There's only one word in it. Razax. There's nothing else written. Uh, give me an arcana check. Sure. Now, not good. Not good. That is a five, apparently. A five you got? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you have no idea what this is for. You don't recognize any of these symbols, the nothing. You're, you're drawn blanks. Um, Joel Korean, after looking at the cipher and the mysterious note for a while, do you want me to roll for this, or is it okay if I meta no, this? No, no, no. If you've, if you've translated it yourself, then you don't have to roll anything. Please yeah. tell me what you So, uh, Joel Korean's going to say, I, I can read the note now. Uh, it says... Your shadow comes for you. Accelerate your plan. I will find you. I will find you. There's another word I haven't figured out yet. I will find you. Maybe. Let me get the last word shortly. I will find you. Maybe it's a name. It's from somebody. Give me one moment. Well, while he's been looking at that, I've found this peculiar word. A single word on the book lying on the floor in the middle of the pentagram. Have a, have a look, everyone. 
Yeah, it says uh, Razax, spelled R-A-Z-A-K, uh, apostrophe S. So it's possessive. Oh, the last word is again. It's not that exciting. I will find you again. Your shadow comes for you. Accelerate your plan. I will find you again. I wonder who again is. It's not. It's not a what? name. It's a word. Oh it's shit! To, to revisit once more. <laughs> Seems he's been well, you, found. You guys, I'm seeing some crazy shit in this telescope too. I, and yeah, as he was looking up the telescope, that painting moved, like just magically floats off the canvas, and behind it, there's like an indent, like a, a safe that's almost been dug out, uh, and you can see what appears to be a stone tablet. And uh, some several notes have been written next to it. Um, I'm going to show you here. Does anyone speak Sylvan? Uh, surprisingly, I do not as an elf. Because I always speak Sylvan and no one ever uses Sylvan in a thing, so I took a bunch of boring ones, unfortunately. I think that's a no from the whole group. No? Uh, nope. No. Yeah, no. Cool. That's fine. It's not not a problem, because it looks like uh, whoever's going... Excuse me, what? Uh, whoever went through this, there's first a note that was uh, placed on top of the stone tablet. Uh, it's written from a man named Johan. Uh, it says, This is a good find, Franz. Don't know what any of this elvish crap means, but it looks like your type of thing. Send payment through the usual channels. Next to that, there appears to be several translation notes. Uh, uh, it says, uh, Etium Fakre. Uh, it seems to be an ancient sylvan spell. The title roughly translates to do-over. Could this be what I was looking for? The chance to start again. Endlessly accumulate knowledge and fix the mistakes of the past. It will allow me to cannibalize the consciousness of my own self at the moment of my conception, but retain full knowledge in the spells that are locked in my brain. It's a second chance, but the risk is high. To cast it, I need to kill myself with a diamond-threaded noose and tie a red cloth uh, to my right wrist. No turning back with this one. We'll need to consider this. Wow. This guy was really on one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we were asked to develop, to deliver a level to a guy who killed himself? Yeah, is any of that stuff lying around? And you don't see anything like that, no. And there's obviously no corpse here. I, I meant like a red uh, rope or nope, something. Yeah, there's nothing like that in here. Uh, the only thing that really hasn't been checked out is the statue. We checked out the two tubes already? Mm-hmm. Okay, Jay did. All right, sorry. I was busy decoding. It's an old baby and an elephant man. The elephant man is in a lot of pain. The old baby seems quite upset by your presence. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, can someone check out the statue? Whoever wants to. I go check it out. Yeah, this, this statue... Uh, Isabella, you notice it's a just a man appears to be wearing wizardly robes but the face has been chiseled out to be unrecognizable. Uh, the man holds his hand out, seemingly expecting something. 
Maybe he's looking for his face. <laughs> or his letter. Put the letter up there. Do you think that could be it? Well, me, before you do that, let me write down the, the transcribed version. Could you repeat it? And I'll just write down the what the letter actually said. Right. Do you have it? Y- yeah, but not really, but just yeah. to... Your shadow comes for you. Accelerate your plan. I will find you again. Yeah, might as well try it. I'll put some red cloth up there. I don't know, hanging with a noose. This is very strange. I'll put the letter up there. Cool. You put the letter up there, and the statue shifts, and it reveals a passage hidden beneath it. Ooh, good call. Arthur Croc... Croc Crackwell? Very nice. Yeah, that, that was Crackwell. It was TJ. Hey, let's all, let's all give him a little... No, it's Arthur. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it wasn't TJ, yes. it was Arthur. Yeah. Maybe we should <laughs> applaud Arthur instead of booing him. <laughs> uh, it worked. Uh, I guess we go down. If I Can I try picking up the letter and see if the um, thing moves back? Yeah, as you pick up the letter, it shifts back. Okay, I'll put it, I'll put it back down. Damn. Um, well, I guess we have to go find our payment. Our payment's probably down below, unfortunately. Yes, I know, unfortunately. <laughs> right. Well, lead the way then, Boomba. All right, see you later, angry baby and fucked up old man. Kind of walk Yeah, the, that, the, the elephant man is just, like, smashing on the glass tube as hard as it can, but it it's you can't hear a thing. It's yelling at you. You know, this is a great idea, what this guy did here. You can't even hear it. As much as it struggles, you could just keep, you know, just keep walking. <laughs> JJ will write down... <laughs> And the new group of friends delved ever deeper into the passageway, unknowing what they would find. End chapter for now.